0: what's up everybody it's your girl v here with another episode of sip and spill on this show we sip on drinks while spilling the tea about dating and relationships this season we also wanted to introduce topics around the day-to-day things women go through as we grow and evolve in this thing that we like to call life if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and give us that five-star rating. You can find us at sippinspills.com. That's S-I-P-A-N-D-S-P-I-L-L-S.com. And you can follow us across all social media at sippinspills. Now, let's get started. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, v e here with another episode. Um, So... This particular episode, as you can see in the title, is called Niggas in Memphis. Now you might be wondering, Venice, why? Why is this called Niggas in Memphis? Well, I'll tell you. Because somehow, some way, I seem to manage to always meet a nigga from Memphis who wants to play me his mixtape. And they all... They all have been shot at least three times. Minimum three. One, two, three. Don't know what it is. I don't know. What about my face says, oh my God, she loves niggas from Memphis with mixtapes that have been shot at least three times. And it's at the most random places. The most random places. Like, So I'm going to break down in this episode to y'all a few stories. So let's go into... <laughs> Story time with V. The first guy I'm gonna tell you about, right? This was the first time this happened to me. Last year, I lived in Atlanta during the summer, right? I was staying in Buckhead and yeah, just living my best life. So while I was there, I almost got scammed. I'ma save that for a different story time, because I am convinced that Atlanta is the city of scammers. There's more scammers in the city of Atlanta than entire continents. I'm convinced of it. So I'm just gonna move on. We'll save that for another day. But anyway, so after I realized I've been scammed and have to figure out my way home because the tour never happened, I walk to the nearest metro station. As I'm walking there, I realize, oh shit, I'm in the hood of Atlanta. Have no idea where I am. Okay, cool. It is what it is. Just don't know where I am. And, And you know when you've hit the hood, right? Like you know when you cross that street and like it's that shit didn't change. Some man came up. And I never experienced no shit like this, y'all. But this man came up and he actually tried to sell me weed and then gave me his business card. And on his business card, he literally had weed salesmen on his business card and told me to reach out whenever I need some. I was like, oh, wow, they different out here. I ain't never seen a salesman of the, the cannabis have a business card. So anyway, get to the metro station, boom. Figuring out how to get home. So the metro system in Atlanta is two lines. There's a gold line and a red line. I needed to take the gold line to get home because where I was staying at was actually like a block from the stop because where I was staying at, I was house sitting for a friend and long story short, her apartment, well, I guess I can tell y'all cause they don't let her no more, but they used to live at the apartment complex that was attached to the sales force and Buckhead. So if you're familiar with Atlanta, you know where the Salesforce is in Buckhead. So you know that the Salesforce in Buckhead is attached to the Metro station. It has like a little bridge that crosses it so that people can come into work, boom, you right there. So that's the station I had to take, the stop I had to get to to go through Salesforce to get to the apartment complex I was staying at. So I'm like, boom, take the gold, found my stop good to go. So I walk in and immediately this guy comes up to me. I'm on the phone with my mom, you know, cause I'm telling my mom about how trifling this heifer is that then left me out here in the streets of Atlanta with no transportation because she wanted to scam me. But anyway, so my mom, I'm on the phone with her. This guy comes up to me and he basically was like, telling me, you know, I look beautiful, blah, blah, blah. He was like, nice. He, he was well-spoken, but he was not dressed like how I would expect him to be. Not that like you have to be, you know, dressed up to be well-spoken, but my man's had on like, he looked like ad from 2001. He had the super baggy jean shorts that go down Almost like past the calf, but right above the ankle. So it's that weird length that almost looks like khakis, but it was just niggas didn't know how to dress back then. And then he had on like this tank top, it's like a black tank top, had holes in it. But I was like, maybe, you know, he just had a rough day. He might, he might be a mechanic for all I know, you know, then not even gonna get into the shoes. But yeah, yeah, you know, it was like, he didn't, he didn't look the part, but he was super sweet, you know, just the way he was talking, like, his voice, it didn't match how he looked, so I'm like, okay, clearly, I I prejudged, and I am very big on don't judge a book by its cover, but I've judged a book by its cover, now, later, I realized I judged that book correctly, but in that moment, I'm like, okay, you know what, let me, let me go ahead and, and hear homeboy out, so... He just kept talking and I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, well, I don't want to interrupt your conversation. I just wanted to tell you you were beautiful and I wanted to put a smile on your face. So let me pay for your, your ticket. And before I could say yes or no, he already put his money in to pay for my, my ticket to take the, the Metro, like the subway. So I was like, oh, okay, well that was nice. Thank you. And he was like, oh, no problem. Have a good day, beautiful. And then he went back to where he came from. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I walk upstairs to where you have to go to catch the subway. I'm still talking to my mom. My subway doesn't come for like another 10 minutes. So we are just on the phone. I'm still vetting her about all this nonsense. And then he comes upstairs, right? Now, this should have been the first red flag for me, but at the moment it wasn't because I wasn't paying close enough attention. So he came back up the stairs. And the reason why this should have been the first red flag for me is because when I was walking into the station, he was walking like towards the exit to come out. So clearly he had come to his stop. Like we were at, we met at his stop, right? So why are you going back upstairs? And to go back upstairs, that means you had to buy another ticket. Cause if you already had a ticket, that you would have already been upstairs and I wouldn't have met you downstairs, but you bought my ticket and then you were about to leave. So yeah, but no, in the moment I was still all hung up about the scam and this heifer. I tried to support that I wouldn't even paying attention. Right. So he comes up, my mom had to go. So I told her, you know, stay near her phone in case I need her, but I'll call her when I get home. And then we're talking, we're like communicating back and forth and, everything's cool. So he tells me he's from Memphis. I'm like, Oh, that's what's up. I tell him I'm from Pennsylvania. It's like, Oh, that's what's up. You know, we're just talking about different stuff and um, nothing alarming just yet. And then that's when we get on, uh, <laughs> that's when we get on the subway and I sit down and he's asked if he sits next to me. I'm like, sure, that's fine. And so then that's when he's asking me, oh, where do you have to go? So I'm thinking to myself like, oh, wait a minute. Why does he need to know where I'm going? So I like pause for a second. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to Buckhead. My stop is not Buckhead, but I do know that the red line goes straight to a stop called Buckhead, Right. So I was like, so I immediately just said Buckhead because I'm thinking he'll think that I have to go over to the next train, which is exactly what he thought. So I was like, oh, Buckhead. And he was like, oh, he was like, yeah, you got to get off when we get here so that you can cross over onto the red train to go to Buckhead. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, so where are you going? He was like, oh, I actually was just going to escort you home if that was okay. I'm sorry, what? What do you mean you were going to escort me home if that was okay? Sir, I don't know you. I don't know you. I just met you today. I don't know you. <laughs> so now my survivor skill, my street skills, like all of that is, is everything is my anxiety's up. My street smarts are coming out. So I'm like, okay, Venice. somehow we managed to get into this, right? Because I was too distracted By this heifer that scammed me. I had to let that go. And then I'm like, okay, how do we get out of this? Because clearly he's batshit crazy if he think he gonna escort me home. So I'm like, okay, so I have to put him under the impression that I'm okay with him taking the train with me, right? But I have to be very discreet on how I leave because if I leave a certain way, if I leave where my stop is, he's going to know where I live, or he might try to follow me off the train and figure out where I'm staying out without me noticing. Right. So I had to be very discreet. So I'm sitting there with my jaw drop, just shocked because I'm thinking all of this that I'm saying to y'all as he's like, after he said that I didn't respond. So then he immediately goes like, Well, he was like, you know, I, you know, I don't have to follow you home, home, but I can at least make sure you get to the right train stop. So that's when I said, oh yeah, that's fine. And I immediately thought to myself, I'm getting off at the wrong stop. There's no way that I'm going to get off at the correct stop. I just told y'all where my stop was. My, my apartment that I'm staying in is literally connected to the station. If I get off at that stop, he's going to know exactly where I'm staying at. Absolutely not. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, do what you want to do. You know, the metro is, is a public place. You pay for your ticket. That's fine. Just don't follow me home. He was like, all right, bet. But in the back of my head, I'm just like, I'm definitely getting off at least two stops early. Minimum at least two stops early. So now I'm like, okay, this man's crazy. So my radar is up. But I also know that. I can't call him out for being crazy because I don't know what type of crazy he is. I don't know whether he'll do some shit to me on this train in front of everybody. I don't know if he'll try to snatch me up. So I have to make him seem like, make it seem like I'm on his team, you feel me? While also being very smart about how I move from this point forward. So I'm just talking to him because I can talk to anybody. Like I can make anybody open up. I'm very adaptable. I can make people feel like, I'm very comfortable around them when I'm not. So yeah, it was cool. So we're talking and that's when he starts telling me about his mixtape, you know, because all the niggas from Memphis had to have a mixtape. You know, he had to play me his little intro, hit me with a little eight bars, you know, cool. I made it sound like it was the best thing I had ever heard. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all if he played it for me right now, I would not have the slightest clue that I heard it before. Cause my anxiety was so high, I couldn't hear shit. But yeah, so then we proceed and he starts telling me about back home in Memphis and how he was the protector of the neighborhood. And that's when I immediately registered, oh shit, he's a killer. Definitely a killer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And so he was saying he had moved to Atlanta to change his life because he couldn't take be in the protector of his neighborhood anymore and it was ruining his life I was just like wow man that's that's wild that's that's I'm sorry to hear that you know like I don't know what the fuck to say to that what do you say to a killer I don't know so I get off right now I'm like okay that two stops is now turning into five stops early so I get off at the next stop he follows me off. I'm like, oh, I thought we had an understanding that this nigga was going to get off at the train and then go fuck home. Why is he getting off when I'm getting off if he's not following me home, right? So now I'm like, oh, I really got to play this shit off. So he's sitting here and the sign has said that my the train was coming in, I think, like, 20, like 15 or 20 minutes because there was some type of delay. So I'm like, okay, at least I'm in a public place. There's a lot of people around. I'm okay. You know, I'm texting people like, hey, if I call you, please pick up on the first try. Here's my location. Like, cause I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. So as we're, you know, as he's basically following me around, um, again, I'm trying to make him feel comfortable cause I don't want him to be alarmed at the fact that I am petrified right now. And I don't want to trigger him in a way to make him flip. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So basically I'm just like making it seem like everything's cool. Even though inside I'm having a mini stroke. Cause what the fuck is going on? Right? So proceed. We're sitting at a bench waiting for the train because remember I told him I'm getting off at the Buckhead stop, which was on the red train. So now he's under the impression that we're switching from the gold train to the red train. So while we're waiting on the red train to come or subway, whatever the fuck they call it, he proceeds to tell me how he faked his own death. What the fuck is happening? Yo, like how do I get in these situations? How How am I sitting at a metro stop in Atlanta, Georgia by myself? This is literally, I think my third, my second or third day in Atlanta. How the fuck do I end up sitting next to somebody trying to follow me home who was the protector of his neighborhood, quote unquote killer, and now is telling me that he faked his own fucking death? What? So, any shway, this is just so wild. So when he tells me this, I ask no follow-up questions because that to me sounds like if the police for any reason see a tape at any point during this interaction of me and him and they ask me anything about his existence, his identity, him faking his own death, I want to be able to say legally with my right hand on the Bible... That I don't know nothing. So, I didn't ask shit. I didn't ask nothing. I know everybody, because whenever I tell people this story, they're like, oh, well, what did you, did you ask him? Why did you? No, 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 no. No, that's none of my fucking business. My dad is a retired attorney. I know how this shit goes, and I know how this shit works, and I know how bad it can get. If somebody... And this is me giving y'all advice. If somebody tells you that they faked their own death, the last thing you should do is ask a follow-up question about it. You should move on to another topic. And that's exactly what I attempted to do. But somehow that didn't work out too well for me. So... When he says he faked his own death, I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So, and I remembered he had mentioned his grandfather and how he missed him when we were on the train. So I was like, oh, so have you, like, you know, had the opportunity to, you know, see your grandfather since you've been out here or talk to him? Like, how's that going? That was literally the worst question I could have asked that man. That was literally the worst question I could have asked that man. He says, and I quote, well... He's not speaking to me at the moment. And I'm like, oh, why not? Should have registered to my dumb ass, probably because he faked his own fucking death. But no, 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 it didn't at the time because my anxiety was up. So all my smarts went out the window. So yeah, I was like, why is that? And he was like, well, when I faked my own death, when I got here to Atlanta to try to start new, my the way I went about it, My family and friends were under the impression that I was wrongfully killed at the hands of the police or some shit like that. So they came all the way to Atlanta and were storming outside of the courthouse trying to protest for my death. So in order to get them to stop, I had to call my grandfather and confirm to him that I was still alive. Y'all, I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. Like, what? So, his grandfather hasn't talked to him since then. And I don't think the rest of his family has either. Because why would they? What the fuck is wrong with you, sir? But yeah. So then, at this point... I'm trying to do anything to change the subject, but I couldn't think of anything because I was afraid if I asked any more questions, he was gonna get back to this faking his own death thing. And I genuinely didn't want any information at all. Right? None, nada, no. Mm-mm. Good. I'm a Gucci. So that's when I'm sitting there in silence. <laughs> awkwardly. And he decides that he wants to apologize if he has a list because he just got his tongue pierced for the, I think it was the second, third or fourth time. I don't remember. I just know it was more than once. And I was just like, Oh, well, I didn't notice the lifts, but okay. And he was just like, yeah, you know, because I have to make sure my tongue is always pierced. Cause I love pleasing my women. Oh, God. So, not only are you a murderer who faked his own death, but you're also a creep. Can this get any worse? <laughs> so, I'm just like, at this point, I don't have any more questions, right? I have no more questions at all. So, I text my mom and begged her to call me immediately. So, she calls. I pretend it's an emergency. He is still trying to escort me home, right? So he's like patiently waiting. The red train comes. Now, this is where I realize my finesse is low-key goat level. Like, I don't know how I pull shit off the way I do, but your girl does what she gots to do to survive out here in these streets because niggas is wild. So train comes I get on the train now mind you this is the red train I have to get back to the gold train but he's under the impression that I have to get on the red train to get to Buckhead so I get on the train immediately but I'm talking to my mom and I'm standing by the opposite side now I'm doing this on purpose and you'll see why so he gets on the train And he sits down on the other side and tries to gesture like he saved me a seat, right? So right before the train doors close, I jump out on the opposite side. And by the time he realizes I jumped out, the train's gone. Because I literally timed it that I would jump out on the other side as the doors were closing so nobody could come behind me And like I said, he was sitting, so he would have to get up, run over. It had just been too much. So he's gone now. So now I walk all the way back around, go back to the gold side and catch my train home. And that's how I safely got home from this crazy nigga from Memphis. Whew. And that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating. You can find us at SippinSpills.com. That's S-I-P-A-N-D-S-P-I-L-L-S dot com. Also, make sure you follow us on social media at SippinSpills across all social media. And until next time, deuces!